0: Okay, so tell me if you agree. Being a creator can be downright scary sometimes. You're your own brand, right? You're expected to essentially run an entire media and production company as one single person. You're the creative director, the photographer, the stylist, makeup artist, retoucher, the one actually executing the content, plus you're the face of the entire brand. It's a lot of pressure. Creators are brands, though. You are a brand. There's no denying it. But how do you figure out what your brand actually is? You know, will people even care about you and your brand? How do you consistently come up with content ideas that are true to this brand that you've created? How do you brainstorm concepts for companies that you want to work with that are going to stand out and actually sell them on working with you and your brand? Today's guest, Tom Boyd, tells us about what he calls the creator sprint, that he thinks every creator truly needs to go through when they're struggling to either take that first step in creating an account or are just trying to figure out where they fit in as a brand in this crazy creative industry. In this process, though, he essentially wants us to kind of intern for ourselves. If it sounds confusing, you've got to listen to the rest. As a brand, though, you are a creator. You, as a creator, know the struggle of making your brand clear and appealing to potential brand partners, right? I know that you've sat at your computer and stared at your pitch draft that you've been backspacing and rewriting to a brand multiple times. I mean, trust me, I've been there plenty of times. You want that pitch to be perfect. In this episode, Boyd also teaches us how to look at pitching as a marketer or as a brand. What can you do in your pitch that's gonna set you apart as a professional, as a brand, right? Because remember, creators are brands. Are you seeing a trend here? I'm Kristen Bousquet and I've been a full-time creator over the last three years and I've brought in over $250,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach entrepreneurial influencers to turn their online influence into a profitable, self sustaining business. Today, we're here with Tom Boyd, aka Bonus Footage. He is a content director and digital strategist who's been in the media world for over 12 years years he believes that well creators are brands so much so that he actually named his podcast where he shares the stories of storytelling creators who are building audiences online he saw what it was like to have a creative career from so many different angles after spending a chunk of his life in the music industry so there's a lot of truth and experience in his content which is one of the things i love about his content He decided to pursue social media after seriously realizing he was damn good at creating concepts and marketing ideas. And what a great move that was for him because he's been able to collaborate and connect with so many huge brands since he started on his social media platforms. Today, we're answering all of the questions that you have about being a brand as a creator. How can you stand out to brands with unique concepts? How can you position yourself in a way that will appeal to your audience and fulfill you? Because that's important. How can you be trusted as a creator and a brand? We're giving you the scoop, my Biz BFFs, on this episode of Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 24 of Social Scoop Podcast. I am your host, Kristen, and oh my gosh, we have so much news and a really, really great episode ahead of you, so I need to just bust through this news because we need to get it all in before our interview portion of this episode. You guys are going to love it, so I'm diving right in. Ready? First off, partnerships are on Instagram. They are rolling out. So, this is actually something that I got myself um, maybe about a week ago. It was right after I released the last episode. I was like, dang, how did that timing work out? So, let me explain to you my experience and what I've understood about this so far. So, Basically, I knew I had the feature because I got a pop-up on my home feed one day and it quote said, get discovered for more brand deals on Instagram. And you could click learn more, which obviously was like, duh, tell me more. And it brought me to the branded content page in settings. So when I was in that branded content page, it allowed me to hit get started registering for discovery for brand deals on Instagram. So I did that. On that screen, I had to provide my age, gender, and location. I had to allow access to the brands to see my followers. And then these are, in quotes, details about inga- accounts engaged, accounts reached, and impression. So these are all pieces of data that marketers will be able to access when you agree to this. It told me then how the process will work. And I'm going to read this word for word for you. Brands may see your profile when details about your audience match their criteria for a partner. This includes age range, location, gender, and interests. And then these are all things that they can filter creators by, basically. So it then informs you that partnership messages from eligible brands will go into a new primary tab folder instead of requests. So if you have any inquiries from brands from this whole partnership partnerships platform, they will actually go into a separate primary tab folder all the way up at the top of your DMS from what I could see in the picture. Um, and I haven't had that happen yet, so I can't tell you exactly what that's going to be like. Um, but hopefully one day soon. So basically you just accept and you're finished. Um, all of this for me right now can be found in branded content in my settings. Um, and there was also when I kind of like backed out after applying and went back in, I could change the settings there and then also choose quote preferred brand partners. So it was this giant, giant list of probably fifty different brands. And I'm assuming these are brands they've already onboarded for this program. Um, some examples: Amika, Simple Human, Dr. Dennis Gross, Elf Cosmetics, and I mean, plenty, plenty more. This is something they actually talked about. I think it was back in October we first heard about this, but this is the first time I'm actually seeing it executed for me personally, and I haven't really heard anything from other people. So I'm wondering if they're just starting to roll it out right now to a handful of creators, but I do have this, haven't had anything really happen with it. But once it does happen, of course, I will update you here. Also, Instagram is working on the ability to add multiple links to your profile bio. I love this. Uh, So you will be able to add as of right now, it shows only two sections for it in the little sample picture that we were shown in this uh, source that I found it from. So I'm not sure if you'll be able to add more than two, but either way, I think it's pretty cool that you'll be able to at least have two links there. You can choose which to quote make primary. So I'm not sure if it will be like a kind of a drop down list situation or how those are going to be ordered but again once we actually have it um we'll know they're just working on it at this point also, Instagram has officially announced the ability to create polls in groups. This is kind of a short and sweet one, but I thought it was actually really cool. How many times have you been, like, planning something with a group of friends and you're, like, trying to gather answers from everyone? It would be so much easier to just be like, guys, here's a poll. Freaking answer it and then, like, let's get this over with. Because <laughs> planning with a bunch of people is always a nightmare. So I can actually see this being really cool. I like this idea. It has not... Um, in, in my experience, it hasn't actually come out yet, but it seems that it's been officially announced by Instagram. So it's definitely coming. Also, Instagram has been working on the ability to remix photos. You guys remember remixing for reels, you know, that feature that they released and then like not really anyone used it. <laughs> um, so basically remixing is when you can take right now with reels, you can kind of side by side, like almost stitch a video um, like you can on TikTok. And so, you know, this is kind of Instagram's version of that where it will show both videos side by side. Um, So within feed photos, it's a little bit different on kind of like what this feature will allow. So anyone quote inspired by what you post can create a reel that includes your photo and download it as part of the remix. So from what I'm understanding with this remixing photos things, it's basically where they can other people can pull photos from you and remix them. Um, so maybe they'll pull up a photo and then they're going to talk about it. Oh my gosh, look at what she's wearing, da da da, da or whatever it is. Um, but it's not like a photo. Not like they have to take a photo. Like it will still come out in the form of a reel, which. When I first read that is not really what I pictured. So I'm glad that they explained it. This is something at this moment they are just working on. We do not have confirmation on this yet also thought this was pretty cool Andrew actually noticed this on his phone and he was like all nonchalant he was just like oh look at this doesn't it look cool and I was like give me that phone let me see he always gets the new features first and it's always so frustrating to me because he doesn't think they're very exciting and then I'll be like Andrew oh my god this is so unfair that you have it and I don't it's so annoying (laughs) how do they choose who gets these features I wish I knew but Andrew noticed this new feature in his DMs on Instagram so so in the top right-hand corner of the DM screen, he could click filter and then he could filter those uh, to, it was unanswered, unread, or flagged, which I know you can filter now a little bit, but I like the unanswered thing because that could be really helpful to make sure that you're answering all of your DMs, even if like you it was originally unread, you needed to respond to it, so you have to go back and mark it unread. I do that all the time. So I think unanswered is just... An easier way of doing that which i love like please make my life easier instagram because so many times you are just making it harder <laughs> so this seems like they're actually working for us here So, without further ado, we're getting right into the rest of our episode today with my friend Tom Boyd. You guys are gonna freaking love him. Please go give him a follow on TikTok, Instagram, all the things. Don't forget to rate this podcast. You guys, if you love Social Scoop and you listen every week, literally the best compliment you can give me is leaving a review and sharing it with your friends. That is really all I ask. So, if you do that, please send me a DM. I need to give you a virtual high five. Other than that, Love you guys. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of this episode. All right, guys, we are here today with Tom Boyd. I was on his podcast not too long ago, so it only felt right that he needed to come onto Social Scoop and drop all of the knowledge he has, which is a ton of knowledge. So I'm very excited for you to be here, Tom. Thank you.
1: I'm excited to be on the show. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Okay. So let's just start off with the basics. Tell us about, you know, what you do in the creator space, your job, you know, how you got here today. I want to hear it all.
1: Yeah, totally. So uh, I have a couple of social accounts uh, and I go, the the accounts are uh, bonus footage at bonus footage on TikTok and Instagram. And they're, they're just my creative outlet for sharing and scaling one-on-one conversations that i have with creative friends so i uh i i geek out about this stuff like i love when i see someone winning in the creator space and or, or i love when i you know i have a lot of conversations with my friends that are youtubers that are that are uh everything from like youtubers to graphic designers to video producers uh to yeah. tiktokers right and i was having these conversations and whenever i would talk to people they would say hey tom like something you said in that conversation like it like it it, it made me think about my brand in like a different way. It made me, it made me see my, my creative potential. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And, uh, and I kept getting that feedback and I was like, you know what, I'm going to scale some of these conversations and I'm just going to share them online. And that's what I do on bonus footage. And then because of bonus footage, I, um, uh, the the, the the obviously the next thing to do if you're if you're doing well on tiktok or short form content is to make long form so then i started yeah. a podcast called creators are brands and it's really an area that i'm um i'm just passionate about i've been creating in some way shape or form for over a decade i started just by following my curiosity working with an artist and i, w- I built a youtube channel that way but I, there was no term for creator there was no term for like the like the creator economy wasn't a thing we were just yeah. following our curiosity and sharing and in the process i got got to see, you know, what it like to be. The the artist ended up becoming a multi-platinum artist. I ended up, you know, being in the music industry for a couple of years. And in that process, I saw, you know, people doing it at this like major level. And then a couple of years later, I went and started doing my own thing, my own YouTube channel, working for brands as a creative director. And I saw it as a freelancer, as a contractor. And then I started working for big brands. Then I saw it from the brand side. So I saw (laughs) this, I saw what it looked like to have a creative career from many different angles. So that's why there's, there's a lot of richness in the in the content that I make, just because there's a, there's a lot of truth and experience there right. that I'm just sharing candidly, and uh, some of it connects with people, and and some of it some of it falls flat. But either way, I enjoy making it, and I think that that's what uh, I hope people can, uh, can see when I when I put out my content.
0: Yeah, I mean, I totally I get that from you. Like, I feel like so many different. TikTok creators specifically that I watch—they give a lot of really great tips and everything. But I think when people can speak from experience, you just learn so much more, and you're able to kind of like put things into perspective a little bit more, which I think is helpful for people to learn. Uh, actually, it kind of reminds me—I remember maybe it was like a couple of days ago—you had posted this TikTok video about the watermelon and how you like learned from this experience of spitting watermelon seeds mm-hmm. with your friend when you were a kid, and then it turned into like a whole watermelon pad. So I think that was kind of like an interesting way of talking about experiences. So with your past experiences, how would you say that the music industry is different from the creator industry?
1: It's well, right now. It's not that much different. Yeah. The, well, so there's a lot of like, so if you look at someone like Nick D who's crushing it on TikTok or Russ who's yeah. crushing it on TikTok, I feel like all of them are essentially creators. Traditional music industry is very different. The, the, the music industry that I was in is very different where there's a lot of gatekeepers. Uh, right. There's a lot of people that you have to go through just to get your song to the world. You, you know, you, you, you come up with a song idea. You get the team together to write the song idea. You have that song produced, mixed, mastered, and then you shoot the video. And by the time the video is out, it's five months later, right? Well, now... Uh, and in that process, the create the creative gets you know so many different hands touches, so many different eyeballs see it, and right. kind of change the direction on things. But now these individual, like a Ty Verdes, like he's able to go from idea to publish within three or four days. See what it feels like when he puts it out there. Get feedback from the audience. May- maybe make it better. Maybe scrap the song. Maybe do something different. But there's like more of just like. Uh, an independent, like, an independent yeah. like lack of a better word, just an independence and like a a freedom about it, and and um, I think it's a beautiful thing the way that the the best musicians now, or not that I wouldn't say the best, uh, yeah, the mu- musicians that are being seen, they have a they wear their creator hat, they they think sure. of it as I'm a creator that makes music.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I I have nothing to do with the music industry, so I have never really thought about that, but it's interesting how. That whole process is really so similar, but there's just like more of an instant gratification, I guess, with content creation. And I think you're right in saying like someone like Russ with that song he just did uh, with the girl. I can't remember her name where she just did like the, the verse on it. Brilliant. It's so crazy. And I've literally heard it on the radio a thousand times since then. It's it's yeah, it really blew up. And I feel like that happened so organically and like so quick through social media, through content creation, it's really interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and a lot of w- w- what I kind of experienced in the music industry is what like like I, when people see my content, I think that they can get a sense that there's more there. Like like it yeah. f- seems like this guy's <laughs> like I, I don't know if it's just that I care a lot about it, um, but it's clear that uh, I I'm, I'm I'm coming from like experience when I'm talking sure. about certain things and uh, without even having to say it or name drop uh, yep and and one of the things about the music industry is one like i remember coming into it and i remember there was like older guys in the industry that were like yo dude this industry sucks like like <laughs> just like cynical about it yeah. and and i'm a super optimistic guy and i was like yeah right like your experience was that way and then right, like yeah. and then you go through it and then i remember i remember like now like i'm just like yo this industry sucks and i don't <laughs> even like that word but it's like but it's it's like built on the traditional way of it right it's, it's built on like when there are so many gatekeepers it, it like it, it just it's like this whole entire industry is built on like supplicating to these like specific people. And then like this, this fakeness around getting to those specific people. It used to be the people that labels. Now it's that people, they they put your songs on playlists. Right. And it's just like this, like needy energy all over the place that then produces a lot of fakeness to like get Mm -hmm. to where you want to go, where it's like, no, if you approach it like a creator now, like, like if, um, so this was like 10 years ago when, when we were, when we were doing this, um, probably 12 years ago now. Uh, (laughs) But you know, the route was the traditional route, right? You had to go through all these people. And, and now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, there, there are no gatekeepers. It's up to you. It's totally up to your output. How consistent you stay with it. Uh, It's like, you know, we have all the tools, we have all the resources. You can record a pop, a pop banger (laughs) right now in your basement. Uh, And, and, you know, with, with not that much equipment. Like, right. it's, it's, the, it's the truth. Like, you could just experiment with a hook, put it on one of these platforms. It ends up blowing up. Then you have more attention on it. Then you reinvest more money into that song. Like, there's just so, it's like so, like, it's at arm's length for yeah. anyone that really wants it right now. And, like, and that's what i appreciate about it so like i went through the world of like all right we have to go this the long route we have to work with these people that we don't want to work with like there's just so much fakeness and like and like snake like individuals that like i'm like guys like it is you don't have to go you don't have to experience that you can go Right. right at it and and i see the opportunity i know the opportunity across so many different industries now because of uh what we can do with these platforms
0: Yeah, it's so true. And I mean, even just in the creator space, obviously, the opportunity that's out there is just so... Crazy compared to even like being in the blogging space, you know, ten years ago. I was actually just kind of unrelated, but interesting. I was just watching this video um, that popped up on my through you page, and it was a video of Gary Vee talking about how there's like you know the Great Resignation now of everyone who wants to go off and do their own thing because there's all this opportunity. But he also brought up a good point of like we. We were prepared for this great resignation kind of thing, but what we're not prepared for is the I didn't even apply in the first place kind of uh, area where, like, all of these people who are 18 and under are getting out of high school and college and whatever, and they are going to immediately be like not even applying for regular jobs. They want to go right into these kind of like more. Yeah. I guess like flexible different options where they have the ability to kind of create their own business, which is cool, but it's also kind of scary. Like what does the future look like?
1: Yeah. I, what was Gary saying about that?
0: I only saw that part of the clip. I, okay. I have to go find the video about it, but like,
1: well, yeah, I'm curious. What do you think about it? Like, so I love that to be honest. I know. Like, I
0: kind of do too. I,
1: <laughs> I love it. And here's this, like I think about this all the time, right? You want me to go on a rant real quick?
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, give it to well, us. <laughs> no, no, it's
1: just like it's so. I think someone that I follow made this, and it like it, it's like how I feel. He was able to conceptualize it a little yeah. better than me. He was like, imagine, imagine doing a group coaching course that took four years. It cost a hundred thousand dollars, and there was very little guarantee that you would get a return on that investment
0: that would be really scary.
1: <laughs> that's what, that's what traditional education is.
0: That's a really good point. Wow. And, and,
1: and you know, and like how quickly would people call out that scam if it was like someone wow. selling a product online where, and I love the, the, the digital online course space. Yeah. There, there are products that I bought online that have not even close, got me a more of a return on my investment right, than, right. than my college. Right. Uh, from like just video editing, nope. like the video editing courses that I bought, that like you. The skills that people will pay for immediately that I right. could just apply that I've gotten I, I've, I've made more than what I made from college from a, a hundred dollar course
0: <laughs> like, that's a, it's a really good point I honestly again I never thought about it that way but I feel kind of the same I went to college for advertising and marketing communications and obviously that's what I do today so I'm sure that like subconsciously a lot of what I do I yeah. am pulling from what I learned but honestly like when I was in college, they weren't teaching you about social media. Like we were learning about radio advertising
1: when you I was were in learning college. about, you were learning from a textbook or like from yeah. books that were written by 10 years before exactly. from, probably from professors. This is my, we don't have to <laughs> rant about college all the whole time, but a majority <laughs> of them don't even do the stuff that they're teaching Yeah, exactly. where like, that's why I, not all of them. Right. Yeah. But that's why I love online courses. Cause most of them are yep. people like, Hey, I'm doing this real time. Right, I'm literally doing this right now, and I'm teaching you as I'm doing it. So, like, they're yeah. getting, you're getting this, and that's what marketing is about. It's about, like, hey, what's working now? How are people communicating? It changes what, so what much, the, you know, it changes so quickly. So, it's so hard to get that stuff in class. Now, th- this is coming from a person, anyone that's listening to this that's in college, <laughs> like, I want you to know that I also had a tremendous experience at college oh, yeah, because of um, I, I the network that I was able to build. But I do believe that you can get that network in other ways. Like I, I think about it, like, what would I do now? In hindsight, I would probably just got a bartending job, went to a college town yeah. to get that experience, try to build online while I had a bartending job and and built my network that way. Because I built my network more when I became like a DJ in the local college town than yeah. like actually in class because then I would meet a lot of people that way. Yeah. Okay. So, so th- that's my little rant on that. Um, <laughs> but also from someone that went to college for something that I didn't. Like I went to the school for health and phys ed and I Uh, knew that I wasn't going to – I I knew in my heart of heart that I wasn't going to be a health and phys ed teacher. I was doing it just because I was like this is the next thing to do. So if you're you're the type of person where you're in it because it feels like it's the next thing to do, that's when you should consider, okay, is this the best decision for – for me furthering my career and, 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 uh, you know, finding out like actually what my strengths are, what I want to do, what industry I want to be in. It might not be, it's just, it's, it's worth it to question it when it's like, you're checking the box of, this is just the next thing to do. Um, And that's what I think a lot of – that's the trap most – a lot of people I know fall into. So when I get animated about that, it's because I feel like a lot of people are sold that. It's just like, oh, it's what you're supposed to do. So just do it. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean there's plenty of things like that, especially you know when you're in high school and things like that, that you're kind of like told this is the next step. You've got to go do this. So it makes sense that a lot of people just kind of follow along because they are in high school. Like they don't know what to do. Like they're not adults ready to make life decisions And you trust
1: adults. You're (laughs) like, oh. Exactly. Like, they must, I don't know, they're telling me to right. apply here, like, whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, uh,
1: for, yeah, so all I went of, on a rant there. That's
0: okay. That's okay. Hey, it's, it's a, it's a good topic. Um, so for all of these people, you know, that are going to be like, you know, what, I want to just be a creator. I want to, I want to create, I want to build my own path. Like, I don't want to follow exactly what I'm, quote, supposed to do they may want to be creators, you know, like so many of us have been becoming in the last few years, especially with the way that the whole digital landscape is looking. So for those people who are wanting to be creators, they need to realize that creators are brands, just like the name of your podcast. So what would you say, like, what is a brand as a creator? Like, how does a creator become a brand just versus like someone who's just like making some content?
1: I feel you on that. Um, okay. So that's a that's a great question. And I could talk for five hours on that. Um, and you're like, please don't. Please don't. I mean, all if right.
0: everyone wants to listen for five hours, it's not me you have to entertain.
1: <laughs> you're, like, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go get some food. Tom's still talking. Um, go pop some okay, popcorn. Uh, okay. So, so, yeah, that's a great question. Because a lot of people are like, what if I don't know what to make content about? Yep. That all is right. a
0: question I get all yeah. the
1: time. So, okay. So, I'll tell you my experience. Okay. okay one. Okay. There's, there's a lot. So, the creators becoming brands, right? Creators becoming brands. Uh, what is a brand? A brand is, is, this is something, this is a great book right here. I got this right here. The Brand Therapy Book. All right. All right. And, and. I was thinking about because I was reading that book, and I love branding. I love the idea of like someone creating this this like feeling that they can package that people um, have this relationship with, and that's yeah. what a brand is. A brand is not a logo. It is not mm-hmm. the colorway. It is not your your landing page. It is not it's 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 none of that. Right. It is the relationship that you create, the trust that you create with with the people that that are. Consuming or watching right. or, or or being entertained by your brand, it is um, it's a personality, right? And like that's something that that he talks about in this book, and I, he's so right. Like the the logo, and I love that stuff too. I geek out about like logos, colorways, like that's all important. Right? There are elements that help signal, like the help people you know remember your personality and like all see it from a crowded space. Like, oh, that's them, you know, like exactly. your brand. You have you have great branding elements of of your brand. Like when I'm scrolling, I know it's your brand before I even have to see the whole picture. And that's what you've done a good, a good job at. But it's like, it's like the, um, it's the the packaging on the outside of the actual ingredients and the ingredients is the personality. It's like the trust and the relationship that is there. Right. Uh, and people want to know, does this, is this brand genuine? Is it authentic? And like, that's what I started to realize. Like why so many brands want to work with creators because it's hard for brands to create that genuine connection with their audience. Yeah, And so creators are already naturally doing that. Because of their personality, because of their connection with their with their audience, so that's why they're trying to steal their connection their their attention their loyalty for their audience to get a little exposure that's what brands right. are doing and I realized no creators are already brands they don't have to wait to be brands now I talk about being the the authenticity of like of a brand and like showing your personality if you don't know if you haven't figured that out yet, it's hard to create content. 100%. <laughs> so I'll yeah. tell you what, I'll tell you sort of what I did it just because I don't know if this is the right way or not. This is what my insecure self did <laughs> um, <laughs> because I didn't know what I wanted to create. I yeah. w- went to school for health and phys ed. I just, um, I went through a lot of experiences along the way of, of like exploration, trying to figure out what I cared about and then what my skills were and my strengths were. And when I started, I was working vicariously through someone else that that music artist that I talked about yeah and I was helping him create content helping him come up with ideas for his videos for the merch for the lyrics but I didn't have the my own self-confidence to uh approach my own ideas and publish them like mm. I was so nervous about what the world would think of me it was easier to hide behind him and put them out through through his yeah. brand right so that's one way of thinking about it is like okay how can I work with someone else to help them do what they're doing? So if someone's listening to you, like maybe it's just like, yo, maybe they don't want to put themselves out right away. Maybe it's like, I'll help Krista with her brand or like I'll, I'll help them. Maybe I I want to, cause there's probably graphic designers, bloggers, um, artists in in certain ways. Like start thinking about like one, if you don't have the self-confidence, like I, I didn't at the beginning um, think about who you can uh, align yourself with. That's a good and, point. and just help bringing help bring them value uh, that's that's one way of thinking about it the other is the other way is i would probably do this at the same time experiment at the beginning um TikTok is a big playground it's the perfect place to experiment and <laughs> like it's like it's like it actually performs better if you're not taking yourself seriously 100%. like 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 if you're too polished on that platform There's some people that pull it off because, like, that's their expression of their creativity and it's dialed into who they are. But there's other people that are, like, trying to – like, this is what something I realized about myself recently. I I looked at some of my earlier videos and I was like the more edited my videos were, the less confident I was about the actual message. So that was something that kind of, like, made me think about, like – even my brand now, where yeah. I was just like, I'm like, I'm covering up for something in these videos. Like I'm trying to do too much. So what what I would say is at the beginning, experiment in I, w- I would do a sprint. I would call it a creator sprint where I, I pick one thing for 90 days. And and you can almost the same way that you would go work for someone as an intern. Right. Like that's what you're doing. You're you're putting yourself in their world to figure out like if you like being in that world. So pick something that is like the most obvious in front of you right now. Like you don't have to know 100 percent. But the thing that like say you're a soccer, a soccer player. Right. Make a TikTok account just about doing soccer tricks and, and skills or whatever. Go all in for 90 days in that 90 day like blinders on 90 days. And then after those 90 days, say I pick an amount of videos, it's arbitrary, let's say 60 videos over those 90 days, you're gonna look at that and something's gonna pop up in that process where it's like, I like this style of video and right. this is what connected with me the most and the audience didn't connect with those though. But, Oh, this is the style over here that I really liked. And then you'll start to realize your style of communication. So for me, I like talking to the camera. Yeah. Some people like vlogging over the shoulder. Some people like just artistry where there's no voiceover whatsoever. Like you'll start to figure that out, but pick one thing, go all all in on it. Blinders on, and then at the end, look at it and and take that information and apply it to your next 90 days. Yeah. Your decision might be to delete that account or it might be to double down on a, on a specific style of content within that account.
0: That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, I think the big challenge with that is that so many people are afraid to take that first step and actually do that sort of challenge, you know, because they're like, oh, well, no one's going to like it. No one's going to care if I about my soccer videos like people are so they don't see their own value sometimes and they're afraid to put themselves out there. So I feel like there's so many times where it's just like they're the ones who are stopping themselves from being successful. And again, like, you know, like you said, you go in on 60 videos in a three month period, you could literally hit a million followers. And then imagine if you had not done that like it's literally it could be life changing for you but so many people get in their own way
1: i'll give you an example so when i when i uh, stopped working with the artist i was working with i moved back and i started making my own music group because i had a chip on my shoulder i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna make this music thing work myself yeah. so i so i started making this music group where we were making funny songs and shooting music videos for them and i had all these ideas right four songs four videos i was yeah. very i was able to uh like i was able to to put, I was able to see those ideas through and, and people enjoyed them. Like people thought they were funny. Uh, but I realized in the process, right? So that was a project. So in, in think about the creator sprint in my mind, this is where I come up with that idea. That was a creator sprint to me to make this album, put it out, uh, make a bunch of music videos for it, make people laugh in the process. I learned that I was not a good musician. <laughs> um, hey. I, was a be- I was a better storyteller, right? Yeah. I was better at creative direction. And that that's also what I enjoyed to do more. So then I started vlogging, right? Then in the process of vlogging, then brands started saying, hey, can you do that for us? Then I started to see these skill sets that like people would actually pay for. But unless I did that first experiment yep. to realize that's not – that's what I – there was a clear example of what I didn't, didn't want to do right? and right. I wouldn't have known the direction that I should be doing. Um, yep. And and that's part of that creator sprint. Like if you find out in 90 days that like, yo, you don't like that style of content. That's incredible. Amazing. Right. Yeah, like, it's like, great like
0: information it's, to have. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and just, and then you can just start fresh or you can like um, yeah, I think little experiments like that will help reveal to you, what you enjoy doing, what your strengths are, right. what the world resonates with. Uh, yeah. And then the, as you get that self awareness, then you become more confident. And that's where 100%. I'm at right now. Like, yep. I have self awareness about what I stink at and also what I'm good at because yeah. I put out enough that, like, there's been a signal of people responding and it's clear, like, oh, this is what people enjoy. And this is um, where I'm able to show up. the the truest version of myself, that's where I I merge those worlds.
0: Yeah, I think it's an interesting, like, kind of comparison you made before about interning and how it's so similar with, again, putting yourself out there trying something for a little while. Because it kind of is the same. Like, how many times have, you know, you had an internship where you found out, okay, I really don't like this, but like if you hadn't done an internship, you could have gotten into a job that you really hated. So I feel like it's kind of the same thing where like you have to use those opportunities to sometimes find out what you don't like. And I think that that can be just as much of a valuable piece of information as finding what you do like. Cause you, you know, like you learn about yourself in the process there for sure.
1: Yeah. And I I would like to say something on that too. Um, so I, I think a lot of people, they, um they start to they create the direction of their career based on a title a title mm. that sounds good at the family barbecue right a, a title <laughs> yeah. that is uh that like you know it sounds good when someone else says it and like oh i feel this like my ego feels yeah, good when like someone says fans, i'm that yeah yeah but that title that title does not care about how you spend your day, right? So like <laughs> right. <laughs> there's a lot of people with nice titles that sound good at the family barbecue, but they do not enjoy their day-to-day. They do not. It's not what they actually want to do. They started going yeah. that direction because they heard maybe a family member say, oh, Stevie over, Stevie's going to school for this. And like, <laughs> he got a job doing that. And then all of a sudden you think, oh, Stevie gets praised by the world for doing that. But guess yeah. what? What I want to know is, and this is important. Like as you're creating these these internships, um, whether it's a real internship or or a fake, right. like a like a made one, talk to people that are actually doing the thing. Like if yeah. you want to be a content creator, like Kristen, say, Kristen, can I get on the phone with you? I'm thinking about like the direction of my career, like. And you'll learn really quickly in that conversation, does Kristen enjoy what she's doing? Is she happy doing what she's right. doing? Like and and, um, and you do, and that's amazing. And you can see it in your content. But there's a yeah. lot of people that are like, yo, like I built this like TikTok following, you know, it's it's real I'm really getting burnt out from it because it's not really what I want to be doing. Yeah. I don't like like doing like then like It'll start to you'll start to see trends and like th- not not just for creators but in real life. So if you want to be be a teacher or work in physical therapy, go go hang out with a phys like a, 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 someone that works in physical therapy for right. a couple days, and you'll get a sense of like, yo, does this guy actually enjoy what he does? Is and like right, and, and and it'll help you decide. Yo, I don't care about the title. How are how are we spending our time? Um, and and are we enjoying it?
0: Yeah, 100%. And I, I think that's so important is before you kind of like say, this is for sure what I want to do, you really do have to gather all of that information. I think for anything you do, having information can just be so helpful and you have to take the time to dedicate to finding this information, doing the research. And again, I feel like that goes for anything, creating content, getting a job, starting your career path, whatever it is. Um, You have to have the information. You have to take the time to do research. Facts. Yeah. Um,
1: so and, I want – what were you going to say? One more thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I hit you with the one. That, and, <laughs> and one of the biggest ways to get information is just by doing the thing, right? Yeah. So sometimes it's just like – that's why I talk about the 90-day sprint. Like sometimes you just got to do that thing. Like you get enough – have enough conversations okay this is right. the, this is the next best move you do you do it you get your hands dirty you go in and then you're like oh bet i shouldn't be a musician and then <laughs> that's awesome i'm not going to spend any more time doing that i'm going to go this yep. way from from what i've learned in the process
0: oh yeah 100 percent. like i think back to when maybe seven years ago what year is it 2022 <laughs> uh i can't do math in my head i'm like what year was it when i was in that's college I think, I think it's seven. I think that was correct. Mm. So, uh, when I was back in college, when I first was a freshman in college, I wanted to be a magazine editor. I had seen all the TV shows, all the movies. And I was like, this is glamorous. This is fun. This is amazing. Great Uh, title. Yeah. Great title. It includes everything that I love. And then I interned at, um, Cosmo and I hated it. It was like the worst job ever. Everyone was stressed. Everyone was just like, it it, it was a horrible environment.
1: Yo, and guess what? A lot of those companies, like, I'm not going to name drop them and, like, make them (laughs) look bad. But a lot of the companies that seem like they're a great time from the outside... Because of that, there's a high demand to work there. So the company hasn't yeah. had to create a great culture for people because they know there's going to keep getting people because yeah. of the brand that they've built that attracts people. So there are a lot of these companies that like look fun from the outside, they're not that fun to actually work for.
0: Yeah, that's that is facts. Absolutely. I <laughs> yeah. feel like I can tell you a few different experiences. I, 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 could,
1: <laughs> I could tell you a couple. I'm not going to like I'm not going to name drop anyone. Um, but yeah, it, that, it happens.
0: Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. So I want to talk a little bit about kind of marketing. That's something that I know that you're very passionate about and you're very, very good at. One thing that I love about your videos is when you go into these kind of like marketing strategies, every time I watch one, I'm just like, how did you think of that? Like, that's such a good idea. So like, again, I'm sure from all of these experiences you learn, like, I'm really good at this and, and it's awesome that you're able to like, again, have the self-awareness to say like, I'm damn good at this. I'm going to create a ton of content on it and you're getting jobs from it. Like things are yeah. happening. So When it comes to being a marketer and having that kind of, like, I guess it's a different kind of mind that you have to have to have these, like, creative, unique ideas as a marketer. And I think that creators need to have that kind of, like you know, different marketing mind where they're able to see like, this is how I can sell a product and be creative and kind of like storytell this whole campaign together. So do you feel like creators need to have that kind of marketing mind or can they get by without it?
1: I think that they can totally get by without it. Okay. I think they can totally get by without it because I know that there are a lot that, that, that do, uh, I can't think That's of someone true. off top, but like, because they, it, cause again, creator is a is a is a a umbrella term that covers a lot of different areas so like you know someone that is a creator on twitter with a hundred thousand like they might not have to think the way like a mr beast might have to 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 think right because they found like their style of communication that makes sense for them but this is a belief of mine that you know how like um like the the job in like the 80s and the 90s and even the 2000s for creative people was to go work at ad agencies like that was like the most exciting job right i believe that most of those the people that would have been creative directors at the biggest agencies are now youtubers tiktokers like their their ideas are just being filtered through these specific platforms instead of for these clients on these bigger campaigns uh they're just expressing their ideas in a different way now as far as developing, like that that marketing mind, I I think about that sometimes. Here, here's, so like there's a lot of things. It's funny on these podcasts because like you get to talk about the things you're good at. There's just a lot <laughs> of things that I'm not good at, oh, but same. I know I I know that storytelling and coming up with original yeah, ideas, concepts, and, yeah. like, concepts is something that like is comes very natural to me. And I yeah. and like there, there's something about strengths that I learned is that. You don't re- like you don't always realize what your strengths are because they're right in front of you. Right. So I yes. other people over the years, like from just experimenting and putting and like having conversations, people I'd be like, Isn't that idea obvious? Like why wouldn't you not do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yep. But, like, I started to realize, like, okay, there is something here, and that's a that's something that I'm able to bring to the table. Now, the actual execution, the integration of the idea, like, I have to work, like, I have more of, like, a, a strategic outlook on, like, the, the, the overall concept, but yeah. I realized that, um, and this is why my clothing line failed, and I, I'm going to do a video on that, but, like, I'm good at coming up with the ideas, uh, creating the marketing, the campaign, connecting yeah. with people, but then, like... The operating of the business and the day to day, like that's where I fell short. Like I had, you know, right. I, I know that it was on the questions, but I had a relationship with Justin Bieber. I created a, a clothing line, got it on Justin Bieber, yeah. um, word multiple times. And the clothing line still failed because like I I like, I like didn't care about like the money, the stuff that like I didn't know how to reinvest it. Like I yeah. like that just that part of the brain, um, the operation side of it, um, I wasn't the best at. So I started over these projects. Because I did enough of those sprints, I was like, okay – what did i enjoy the most and what was the biggest impact that i made on them and a lot of them was like the you know the the concepting the coming yeah. up the, the ideas for it and that's what i enjoy the most and i'll tell you a, a fun story so there's a guy named um james Altucher that has a book i think i forget what it's called i think it's, it's something about ideas right okay. and he, uh, maybe your idea muscle build building your idea muscle the idea right. something james I'll look it Altucher, up and put it in idea the description. right so he talks about this this idea where he's, he's a simi- I, I could tell like in the writing that like he's built similar to me or I'm built similar to him or vice versa or whatever. Um, <laughs> but he said that every day he wakes up and he builds his idea muscle and he picks one subject to come up with 10 ideas for. And it would be like, um, okay, uh, how to market uh, this hard drive. And he'd come up with 10 ideas for that just to okay. build his idea muscle. And then he'd be like, okay, next day, Twitter. 10 ideas for them. Interesting. He come up for like book concepts, um book titles, like whatever, 10 ideas. And and like by like the 30th day it just becomes, you know, the and you realize like the first 3 or 4 they're usually not good. The second 3 or 4 they're okay. All the right, last yeah. 3 or 4 there might be some gold in there. There might be like one out of 10. <laughs> so he started realizing the one out of 10 of them he would just start giving them to people. Okay. And this is how he got a meeting with the CEO of Twitter. He just tweeted this idea to them. Uh, I think he actually tweeted like 10 other ideas. He was like, this is what I would do to, to like – this was like earlier. This was probably like, like thirteen, fourteen. 14 yeah. when he did this. But like he like gave the CEO of Twitter ideas and it ended up getting a meeting with him. And this was a, a part in my career where I was trying to work with bigger brands. Right. So I looked at all of the relationships that I had. And I started doing that same thing and I, and I started sending them ideas. And what I realized was I was marketing my, like a lot of people like, Oh, hold those ideas, keep them to yourselves. And that's probably what I would have done earlier in my career. But then I realized that like one, a lot of these companies don't even have the infrastructure or the means or the budget to put a lot of these in place. But you're marketing when you do that, you're marketing your way of thinking. So anyone can so now so one I ended up doing that and I ended up landing a bunch of jobs. They started hiring me. Yo, can you consult? Can you creative direct on this? Can you can Hell you work yeah. with this in this capacity? Eventually it led to a, a a full-time retainer and then a full-time job, one of these companies I was giving ideas out for. And and I'm like, okay, so it works there. So then I, was, I was, <laughs> as I was coming up with these videos. Uh, and I actually had a YouTube series like five years ago called the idea family. It, it like it, that isn't built for YouTube because it's it, like YouTube is built on search. No one's going to search like good yeah. ideas for this random thing. <laughs> but it, it's kind of perfect for for TikTok. And and I saw girl ballstown doing this super successfully. And I was like, OK, cool, like this concept works for TikTok because you don't have to search. Like there's no search component. It just shows up on your feed and it's kind of like a story format built in. So I started doing it and then a bunch of brands started reaching out to me saying like, yo, can you do this for us? Or like, what do do you have for me? And like billion dollar brands. I'm not just like smaller brands too, but billion dollar brands. So I'm like, there's something here. And in those one, one, uh, what I'm doing is I'm strengthening my idea muscle right? I'm building my idea muscle and I'm marketing my way of thinking. So then people can say, okay, I don't want to do exactly that, but I see that you get us yeah and when you show ideas. someone that you get them right. the, 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 it's likely that they'll they'll invest more now as far as how do you figure out how to do this, I have a I have this this like this thing I'm a middle child and I think middle child children have to get crafty with getting attention because <laughs> they don't get attention and so honestly like I, I don't know if that's where like I get some of this. <laughs> <laughs> like like I honestly funny. think like I just had to get creative over the years yeah. because I, rem- I remember early on like I would make up. I would, I would wanted to start my own dictionary and like make up these brand new words. I would make up like if everyone was eating a sandwich that way, I would make a sandwich in a different way and then like yeah. come up with a name for the sandwich. So I was always like trying to like do stuff a little differently, right? And I think it honestly came from this just like <laughs> this weird need to 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 be yeah, you're like mom, to be dad, rec- listen to, be seen. to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> Look yeah. At my
0: sandwich.
1: That, that, that's that's my, my that's my theory on that. But but that's as far as one. building the idea. James Altucher, build your idea muscle, pick one thing, come up with 10 ideas a day, do it for 30 days. Uh, and coming up with ideas will yeah. become more second nature.
0: I love that. That's really, really interesting. And I would never, ever think to do that. So I'm gonna have to look at that book because yeah. I feel like my idea muscle could use some strength. It,
1: in it. <laughs> it's so simple. It's so simple. And then even for you, like when you need like a new landing page idea, yeah. or you're kind of trying to come up with like a new ebook, like it's it. it you literally just plug that idea through that and then right. there'll be two or three ideas there and you're like oh mm-hmm. that that was gold and the key is that. like they don't have to all be good they just you just got to get gotta them down get something on paper down. Yeah. i love
0: that that's a really really cool idea and i definitely think that a lot of creators could probably start doing that because sometimes you get into this groove where like you just are, you know, like you're so just in work mode that you're like, okay, just get it out. Just get it out. Like I just got to get it done. Got to get it done. But like sometimes you don't really like step back and take the time to get creative. You know, like I think that sometimes it's just so busy and you just like you get into too much of a work mode. But I love the idea of taking time every day to actually literally 10 minutes to get creative and it that's could all, really make a big
1: difference. That's all it takes. And and I'll tell you too, like one thing about those videos, I really enjoy doing them, but there's still a part of me, like whenever I publish them, I've learned to not share the idea with anyone before it because then I overthink yeah. it. So I just, I just publish them. <laughs>
0: you just got to get it out. Uh,
1: but, but what I do do is I go up and I, I show it to my wife and I yeah. just like, I like hold the phone. I go look at this <laughs> and like, I don't give her any context and I, I pay attention to her facial expressions Ooh, because sometimes okay. I'm like, I'm um, sometimes I'm like, is this insane? <laughs> like like <laughs> is this idea like so so stupid or is it yeah. like too too simple? Like so I just like like this her. and then like sometimes like she'll be like, yeah, and then like other times like I'll see no reaction. I'm like, damn it. You're like, okay, gotta get rid of this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: that's a good point. That's something that's definitely could be very useful in figuring out if yeah. it's like creative genius or just like yeah. a little off well, the rails. <laughs> well, I'll
1: tell you the one the one I posted yesterday or two days ago. Um, it was a video. That I, I there's a that I share content to her and then another close friend. Yeah, and I shared it to him, and he literally responded, "Not my favorite," and and um, it has, it has more views than my last like 20 videos combined (laughs) so it's like it's like it's like you got to take that feedback too with a grain of salt like sometimes it's not with the people you know sometimes you know because he knows me on like another level like we have conversations all the time like he knows how we talk like he's probably heard me say that to him a million times but when it comes to a piece of content to fresh eyeballs like maybe it will work
0: that's a very good point so with all of these like unique concepts you know like Creators should take that time to get a little creative, start thinking of better concept. And again, once you're kind of strengthening that idea muscle, it's probably going to come easier to you. But when you have these ideas and you're like, okay, this is too good. Like I've got to send it to this brand because, you know, again, like I think that I could really help them. I think that it could get me in with the right person. Like I could actually get a job out of this or whatever it is. When you want to share those creative concepts with a brand – logistically how do you do that like what does your email look like
1: that's a great question all right so i'm a big relationship guy yeah and i'm a big i'm a big on like the building the long-term relationship because any any brand that's out there they're ran by people people make the decisions and those are the those are the people that we're we're building relationships with and and uh so my thing is um Anything that you can do to make their them look good is yeah. your is actually your job. It's not actually for the brand because it, it kind of is through that lens though, yeah. right? So there's someone there, they're an influencer, marketing manager, and they want to look good to their boss. So they want to good get someone that's gonna bring value and get them towards an outcome to, yeah. to their brand. So there's a lot of ways to go about this. The the one way is just make it. It's called Permissionless Apprenticeship, and this, that, that term is from Jack Butcher, who is the guy behind Visualized Value. Okay. Do you know that? No. So Visualized Value is the Instagram page. You've probably seen it because a lot of people share them. It's like the black and white images, and there's, just, there's some like philosophy, marketing philosophy that he shows in these images, and a lot of the philosophy is from this guy named Naval Ravikant. Um, and he's like a philosopher, tech guy, Silicon Valley guy, right? So when he came out with a book, this guy started – no, before he came out with the book, this guy was conceptualizing his tweets through these black and white images. Okay, So he would make like a graphic based on like his philosophy and then he would just tag him, right? Then when that guy went to make a book – Who did they get to illustrate it? This guy that was already showing that he understood his brand, right? So my thing is when you're just starting, it's a great time to show people that you understand their brand. Look in your house. Figure out what it – find 10 items that you already use. Look at their social media accounts. Yeah. Look at how they talk about themselves. Look at their captions. Go to their websites. Look at their landing pages. Figure out what they're marketing right? So it comes back to getting that person a win. You'll see, okay, Airbnb is doing campaigns to, um, Florida trips, uh, like heavy yeah. on their landing page. Like, Oh, I'm a travel influencer in that space. And I can, uh, like I know how to, you know, then when you, so then you go and you find their email, you go to LinkedIn and you type in, uh, Airbnb. Uh, that's not a good example. Let's do Abercrombie. Cause I actually just did this for them, but we also did, um, I did I did this for Abercrombie bef- before we connected is yeah. you type in Abercrombie yeah. right then the company page comes up then you then you click people mm-hmm. and then you find the person that has the influencer partnership job yeah. it's like influencer partnership or someone in marketing um if they have an influencer partnership role that's incredible cuz then yeah, you know they the have person. a budget for it they have a budget for it and they they already yeah. there's already it's already built in uh so then you go to um usually there's a and for this particular person you click the contact and they have their website they have their instagram they have yep. their socials they have all the stuff and you make a notion doc of all of all of their names before you send the email though, go to their website, go to their social media like I said, look at what they're promoting, what they're talking about. Like maybe their fall line, right, is right. coming out and like you live in the uh the mountains, so like you can get some dope photos like yeah, you know yeah. rock on some of the fall stuff and like <laughs> you, you figure out a way to weave in what it is that what their goals are. Make the email about 5 to 10 um 5 to 10 I'd say less than 10 sentences. Yeah. And just and it, it's an it's a thought starter it's not a hey will you pay pay me. me for this yeah it's like a hey i'm just getting into your world and even better this is why i say the the permissionless apprenticeship um make a video video showcasing your favorite hoodies before that post it on tiktok post it on instagram so you can link to that and then say you know maybe it's not like a total brand deal like call out but like they're Images are in the video yeah. and they can visualize what it looks like to work with you. They can say, Oh, like they totally get our brand. Like they understand our positioning and and right. the, the audience that we're trying to talk to. So I would say short and sweet, be concise, make it clear about, um, what it is that you do, your unique positioning, if there is any, if it's like, yep. you know, why you care about this industry, you know, you know what, what the meaning behind like a collaboration with them, keep it short and sweet. Yep. Don't ask for anything. Give no prices in there. Just set, set, if you have the video um, the example or right. if there's an, a, a, another brand that you can just have another example, it doesn't have to be like their exact brand. Just get just start the conversation there. Right. Um, and if you can't get it through LinkedIn, go on Follow them on, on Instagram. And one of the best ways is, and I've done this, right? Like I just did this for Celsius. They didn't respond, but whatever. I don't care. Yeah, like it's a numbers um, yeah. game. So I made a video about them. They responded. They liked it. They say, this is so dope. Send them a voice note and say, hey, I would love to get in touch with with, with uh, whoever runs your influential partnerships. If you could send me their email, that would be fantastic. Have a great day. That simple. Yeah. That simple. And that works three out of 10 times, right? Because they're busy. <laughs> they're, but but like, but like, they're because right. that, that it's, I, I I like to say that because like people look and they say, oh, that guy's getting brand deals. He has brand yeah. deals on his podcast. He has sponsors. Everyone must listen to him. Nah, I just throw, I just throw about a lot of shots. Yeah, <laughs> and then eventually to. it makes sense. And like, and then those people that I'm working with, then the whole entire job is to get them a win. Hey, once right. you get them on the phone, what does success look like for you? Like we work together What does success look like? So for them, you get a clear example of like what they're going to want from you and you just deliver on that. And then that makes them look better in their job. They can share that to their boss and then you're going to keep getting those opportunities.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think it's you put it into a, Good perspective where, like, you have to think about it as a service provider, not like, hey, I really love Abercrombie. Send me some of your free clothes so that I can make a video or you (laughs) can pay me too. That'll be awesome. Like, they don't want to hear that. Like, they want to hear you as a service provider saying, this is how I can help you reach your goals. Like, again, what does success look like for you? I can help you make that happen by X, Y, and Z. And I think if you don't approach it that way, you're going to sound like every other person who doesn't know what they're doing by just saying, "Hey, pay me. I really love Abercrombie." Like, cool. They hear that a thousand times a day. That coming in with like a, a unique concept, I think really does set you apart and shows that you're paying attention, shows that you're dedicated to them, shows that you're doing your research. And again, like those are all qualities of if I had hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend, that's the people I want to spend it with versus someone who's just like, yeah, I like free clothes. Like, can you send me totally.
1: <laughs> totally. And then, and then, so that that's the one thing I like to say in that first email is I like to give them, so I'd say the biggest win from that is simply to get a response. Yeah. It's not to get a it paid, it's not to, it's not to get even on the phone call, it's to get a response. Right. And here is why, because if you get a response, then it, the conversations opened up, Right. And and it leads you to be able to, in three months, say, hey, my audience is doubled now. Um, I'm doing these things now. And like, just want to pop back up and say like, oh, I want to see if it makes sense. So in that email, I like to give them an, an easy out, right? Because if they have an easy out, they're more likely to respond. That's a good point. So it's kind of contrarian to people. Like I'm not trying to make a hard close on that. And like maybe a lot of people probably say like, yo, don't do that. Like close it. But for me, it's the relationship play because this is what I've seen. They're – They're probably in the middle of like a campaign they're already running. They might not even be actively hiring people. But in three months, they might have a new budget and it might make perfect sense. So if you get a response from them – so I I like to say, hey, if now doesn't make sense for you, totally fine. Uh, uh, Keep doing amazing things. I Just give them a clear out. Yeah. Uh, so then they'll say, Hey, yeah, now it doesn't make sense. And then you respond say, cool, keep me, keep me in mind for the future. Uh, cause this, this actually worked for my podcast. It didn't make sense when we first connected with them and then they got a marketing budget to start promoting, uh, sponsoring podcasts Yeah. and then it made, it, then they followed up with me. Then my podcast, it, the audience was, was building and it made perfect sense at that time. Right. Um, so I, I think that's like a, the goal is to get a response, yeah. uh, because the timing probably isn't right. I work at a billion dollar brand. I know I know how this works. Like right. there's t- there's so many times where it's like, all right, um people reach out to us and then like it doesn't make sense now, but then something we're we're promoting in 3 months.
0: You're like, oh, "Uh it's person.
1: like, oh, that one yeah. guy that reached out to us, like we we should connect with him. He'll make perfect for this."
0: Yeah. And I think something that a lot of influencers and creators have as an issue with that is that they want instant gratification. Like no one understands that this whole industry is like, you have to be in it for the long haul. Like you yeah. have to understand most things aren't going to happen overnight growing your page building a community making money you know like actually getting building relationships with brands like that all takes months if not years like and so many people are just like oh I sent a brand email and they said no or they didn't get back to me and now I never want to pitch again and I'm just like but that's not how it works like you have to understand that like you're gonna hear a lot of no's you're gonna get you know a lot of backlash and then eventually it'll work out but you have to understand and it's most of the time not going to be instant gratification.
1: Totally. Um, I had someone say no to me today, right? And and after I said no to them, they followed up and they said, hey. No, after they said no to me, yeah, they followed up and said, hey, we're actually doing this other thing though. That it's like this this creator community thing we're putting together for like yeah. exclusive people that use our product Um i would love to get you involved in that and and i was like all right cool like it is the long play and i get it i want instant gratification too yeah of course Uh, it's 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 sweet but like my thing is if you plant these seeds now like the watermelon um (laughs) uh, opportunity will will flourish in a couple months where when it starts to make sense and then you just like sometimes what I think is like, okay, cool. Put your attention, like every time you get a note, put your attention back into making better content, building a better connection with your audience because that's what it comes down to is they're not buying an audience size. They're buying audience trust. And if like anytime you can put your attention back into doing that, like you'll end up getting paid more in the long run.
0: 100%, 100%. That is a great note. To just close this out on, I love that. Um, so quickly at the end of every episode, I open the floor to my guests to ask me one question. So I just have a feeling you came up with a really good one. <laughs> so let's hear what you've got.
1: You know, I actually didn't come. I know you sent me the questions, and I yeah. didn't come up with a question. So let me let me think of one right now. <laughs> I'm going to think of one. Um, I'm, let, let me think of one right now. Right. So it's going to be around you. spent I one I let's first, I love what you've done with your brand. I think it's so important. Your ebook, please clip this, your ebook. I've shared your ebook more than any other resource uh, any other digital product. It is, it is like the perfect template. Uh, it is, it, it, it honestly, like, I feel like I know so much more just because of that. It gave me like the, the actual things to, Um, like reference points for how I can position myself and 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 what I can ask for. And I'll tell you, I I um I I don't overprice myself, but I definitely price confidently. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Um. And I and I I think a lot of people like I I get satisfaction out of that. Actually, I think it like commands a little bit of respect.
0: Uh, (laughs) Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) But even looking at your your ebook, like it it gave me the confidence to to like just think about it that way. One hundred percent. Yeah, because it gave me like the, the words to actually articulate like yes. why and like and like and how I should uh, position my deliverables and and the, the what I'm actually selling to them. Right. Um okay. Question for you is I want to do something around pricing, right? Mm,
0: okay.
1: I want to do something ar- around price- pricing that is specific. Um what is can you without naming names? Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> Can you say a, um, a price point that someone has charged – that you were super proud of one of your students that like, it almost wowed you a little bit that you were like, Ooh, I didn't even know that they could get that much. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. So I actually, it was sometime last summer, this was like my biggest student win ever. Um, she did a partnership with Hulu, um, which, and they reached out to her and everything. So it was like, it was really cool that they were watching her and everything. Um, and she ended up charging like around $7,000 for a very small amount of deliverables. And I was just like, I said, let's just throw it out there. It's Hulu. She wanted to charge like $250. And I was like, sis, nah, we're going to just throw out a crazy number and see what happens. And they just Immediately accepted it, and we're just like both like, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened! Holy shit! But even in my own experience, like I do that a lot. Like I will always push the boundaries a little bit, especially with bigger brands, because you honestly just never know. First of all, how much money they have to play around with, but also like how much they want you. You know, like if I'm at the top of their list. They're going to pay so me what true. I asked
1: for. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And yeah. they spend a lot of time vetting creators. And that's the one oh, thing yeah. I'm realizing because so many people are coming to me to vet creators. And I'm like, how do you not know? Because yeah. they're busy. They have so many fires they're putting out in their day job. Exactly. That once they vet them, they they want to work with you. They they yeah. really want to figure it out. I, I, I got one more question. Yeah. Your business. Can you break it down percentage-wise um, where your money comes from?
0: Yeah. Um. So – I would say last year versus this year is a little bit different. Um, This year, I would say probably 25% of my income comes from – coaching and everything from social mate with the eBooks and all that. Um, and the other 75% is through influencing. It's interesting because I spend about the same amount of time on both, but just my price tag for influencing work and content creation, things like that is a lot higher. So I end up doing about the same amount of work as I do for social mate, but I make a lot more with the hours that I'm putting in for content creation. Got it. Um so yeah, it's it last year though it was, it was different like I had I had almost half the amount of students last year than I do just in this first quarter. So it's been picking up a lot. Um, so I'm, I probably did 10% of my income from social mate stuff last year versus 90% from content creation. And this year that social meat number is definitely bumping up. Um, but again, I, th- I would say I'm probably putting the same amount of time into kind of like both categories.
1: Yeah. And, and do you have a business partner with that?
0: No. So um, Andrew, I mean, he is like my <laughs> – he gets roped into being my business yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But as far as like um, operating goes, you're doing all the administrative from like the creating to to the outline, the curriculum, the yeah. coaching. Yeah. So
0: I actually That's impressive. just this last month, I just hired a VA um, and she – just like in the last month has, I can't believe how much smaller my to-do list is and how much more time I have to put into creating and again, like thinking of new concepts and pitching and all of that. Um, So I honestly, I think outsourcing is so, so important. And I never was comfortable with it because I am very like much a control freak. I want to see everything that's happening with everything. But I've just tried to give her tasks that don't take, any sort of like creativity it's just like here copy and paste this put that here you know like take this stuff from the outline and put it on the presentation of the template that i already made you know so it's more of those like tedious tasks but honestly like i cannot recommend that enough it's it's been amazing
1: amazing yeah I appreciate that. Oh, we were that's, just
0: talking about VAs actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, I found uh, a good that, girl. That,
0: I'll send you her info. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's that's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, I, I love that you've built that with your business. That's something that I'm, uh, the, the reason I asked it because I realized as I'm connecting with people to get brand deals, right. There's certain people where it's like their following is like 50,000. Yeah. And so brands are paying around 50,000 followers on TikTok, like probably 500. Right. Uh, you know you more can agree. That. I hope for what most brands want to pay.
0: Oh
1: yeah, uh, I, right. Not. With, <laughs> I, I'm definitely charging more than that. No, they're asking but, for. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so what I realized was like when when I reach out, like whenever I talk to a creator, like, hey, this brand's paying this. They're like, dude, if they have a digital product, they're like, bro, I make that in two clicks every single day from buying my, someone when buys someone buys my digital product. Yeah. And so like they have so much more leverage when it comes to which brands to work with. That's very so true. I, I think that that's a cool dynamic to have. Like when you have your own product, then you can be more strategic and picky yeah. about only the best brand deal opportunities.
0: hundred percent. Yeah, be, you can be more selective for sure. Sweet. OK, cool. So where does everyone find you? Like what are all the handles? TikTok, Instagram. Where's everywhere we find you?
1: Bonus footage on TikTok and Instagram uh and then my podcast creatorsourbrands.com I interview the biggest creators in the world it's the number oh one podcast gosh. for creators in the world Kristen's on it we go <laughs> feel uh, honored. It, yeah yeah it's it, it and I'm having a lot of fun with it that yeah. that's that's my uh that, that's one of my favorite projects right now is the creators our brands podcast creatorsourbrands.com or search that on any awesome. podcasting platform
0: yeah, I actually just listened to uh, the most recent episode, um, maybe two days ago, and it's so good. I I have to say, like, I think listening to podcasts, every single episode that I listen to, I always get like one bit of information that I didn't know before, or, or a different perspective that I didn't think about before. And it's just like every single episode of any podcast, I feel like I can find one thing that like kind of you know stretches my idea of muscle if you will so let's go i definitely would recommend go listening uh going to listen to creators our brands 10 out of 10 would recommend
1: amazing thank you
0: <laughs> awesome well thank you so much this was so fun thank you so much for listening to this episode and we hope that you loved every minute if you learned something new drop us a review and let us know what you learned if you hear something in this episode that you want to chat about more definitely send me a message on instagram at your social mate or kboosk see you next week